Blog Talk Radio. of the 7-7 bombings. TJ and I are going to break down the police state. What all has come from these quote-unquote terror attacks that were exposed, that they were actually funded by the government, and it's come out in major news cycles that the that the um, people that perpetrated the bombings were actually performing a drill and once the bombs actually started going off, the other two guys that had the bombs started running, and they were gunned down on site. But, you know, the government never does that kind of thing. You know, Hitler never burned down the Reichstag. None of that ever happens. The government loves you, and that's the willful ignorance that we live with here in the United States of America. Now, I do have something that really does encapsulate this, and this is a, a clip from George Carlin. And, TJ, I don't know... If you're old enough to remember who George Carlin is, have you ever heard of George Carlin before? Nope. Okay. He was a comedian that ended up passing away. I think it was back in 2005. But the guy was completely aware of what was going on, the overlying agenda. And he breaks it down to the population here in his audience. And it's funny, TJ, you will probably be dying laughing throughout this entire thing because it's still relevant today. But there's about 30 seconds of silence where he just completely goes past about half of the audience who evidently is still in a dream state. So here's the George Carlin clip. I bleeped out the expletives, so there's going to be a ton of them. It's like we're having a problem with the upload here. Okay, sorry about that. I guess I don't have that clip. So I do want to go to something, TJ, you and I didn't even get to talk about this before, but I do want to throw this at you as well. The um, Did you see the DEA head on C-SPAN yesterday that was basically made to look a fool by um, just a fellow representative in Congress? Did you see that? Mm-mm. Okay, I've got that clip for you guys here also. So we're going to get into this. We're going to get into the news. There's a ton of stuff to cover Saber rattling all over the place. Everybody wants to go to war. And so TJ and I are going to break that down for you. But here's the clip of the DEA head just getting, um, you know, just some basic questions that probably the head of the Drug Enforcement Agency should know. Is uh, crack worse for uh, a person than marijuana? I I believe all all illegal drugs. Is methamphetamine worse for somebody's health than marijuana? Drugs are bad. Good. I don't think any illegal drug is, is good. Is uh, heroin uh, worse uh, for someone's health than marijuana? Drugs are bad. Good. Again, 
All I mean, either yes, no, or I don't know. I mean, if you don't know, uh, you can look this up. You should know this is the chief administrator for the Drug Enforcement Agency. I'm asking you a very straightforward question. Is heroin worse for someone's health than marijuana? Drugs are bad. Okay. All illegal drugs are, are bad. Does this mean you don't know? Heroin causes an addiction. Okay. That causes, uh, causes many problems and is very hard to... Uh, to kick. So does that mean that the health impact of heroin is worse than marijuana? Is that what you're telling me? I think I think you're asking a subjective question. No, it's objective. Uh, just looking at the science, this is your area of expertise. I'm a layperson, but I've read read some of the, the studies. I'm aware of it. I'm just asking you, as an expert in the subject area, is uh, heroin or someone's health in marijuana? And I'm answering as a police officer and as a DEA agent that drugs are bad. Okay. These drugs are illegal because they are dangerous, because they are addictive, because okay. they they do hurt a person's health. So heroin is more addictive than marijuana. Is is heroin more addictive than marijuana? I in your think experience? generally, generally the properties of heroin, yes, more addictive. Is methamphetamine more addictive than marijuana? So there you go, TJ. And as you can tell, I spliced in a little bit of South Park there just to add to the humor. But you hear this woman just completely sidestepping everything, and it's just – I mean, those are pretty straightforward questions. I mean, TJ, is – you know, are these drugs – are they really that bad? What's the – you know, this is actually medically documented that there are so many more drugs that are bad and so many more drugs that are actually worse for you that are not class one narcotics, such as alcohol and stuff like that. But then you got – you got marijuana that's a class one narcotic, and then that's what the guy's trying to get at. He's like, "Look, this is in a class with heroin and all these other things." And this was um, this was actually done the same day that they had a, um, a medicinal marijuana shop raided by police out in California, and then the cops go in. And it, TJ, you and I have seen this hundreds of times, but the cops go in. They put the worker on the floor. They put they put their knee into the back of his neck, you know, cutting off his air supply. You know, and then they they put him in handcuffs and they start you know busting the place up, and then they look up and see they're getting filmed. So what do they do? They go over there and they smash the camera. I mean, come yeah. on, guys, it's unbelievable. So, so TJ, what do you what was your takeaway from the um, the DEA head just going? Well, you know, it's it's really bad. Um, she probably didn't actually. That, that probably wasn't her field of expertise at all. I mean, it's, it's clearly that she didn't actually know exactly what, you know, each drug um, really actually did. I mean, of course, she was saying cause an addiction. Anything can cause an addiction. Candy, you know, uh, <laughs> coffee, you know. But, um, yeah, she clearly did not know, like, you know, the different classifications of some of these drugs. Of course, everybody knows that marijuana <laughs> is actually not as bad as heroin. No, TJ, but, TJ <laughs> but all drugs are bad. All drugs are bad. All right, I tried to load up that clip again of George Carlin, so I really do hope I have it because it absolutely cracked me up, and I think it'll crap all of my listeners up because everybody that pays attention to the, to the news and everybody that that knows me that listens to the broadcast is um is already into second level thinking, so they will get a really good kick out of this. So hopefully it works, and it doesn't look like it's going to. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So let's jump into the news. TJ, you had a couple of things that you raised to me before we got on the show. Why don't you jump into the uh, to the Hillary Clinton stuff, and then we'll just kind of progress from there. So transitioning into the news, 
Hillary Clinton's going up there and you know trying to bully Russia and oh, come on guys. So why don't you uh, why don't you give us your breakdown on this? Uh, you know Hillary Clinton going on her 13 day trip that will basically you know tackle some of the U.S. foreign policies. She goes to Afghanistan, Egypt to meet with um, Israeli and Palestinian leaders. She going I mean she I mean. Uh, you know, and then she also um, attacked Russia and China on Friday for blocking efforts to topple Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, who has lost a key general to defection. And, you know, she's going to Tokyo. She's basically doing her saying, you know, busted new order. Hey, you guys better stay in check or we're going to come over here and drop bombs on you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's I mean. That's basically what she's doing. I mean, it's not like, okay, she's actually going aside there to discuss peaceful matters. It's like, no, my orders from my masters at the top is clear. If you don't do what we say, we're going to kill you like we killed everybody else. Oh, come on. <laughs> TJ, those are love bombs. I mean, those are liberation bombs. That's what those are. I mean... Well, fly zones. Oh yeah, and then the, yeah, it just it gets even more crazy. And and you and I talked about this a little bit prior to the show, and, and I told you the more I get into researching the new world order, and the more I start to try to understand the the elite and and their power structure and, and what they really what they really gravitate to. You know, it's it's amazing to think. From the outside looking in, that the population of this country, amongst you know a multitude of others, really do think that these people are in it for their best interest. TJ, they they're out there representing us. They're in it for our best interest. They're not trying to feed their special interest groups, or they're not trying to pad their own pocket with stock that they hold in some military arms dealer or or some private military contractor they wouldn't do that these people love us tj so here the next um next thing you wanted to touch on was um touch on the iran thing really quick and then let's expand on that because um this really does jump back into to my theory that the the, the american population and I'm not saying the majority but there is a segment of the population that just really wants to parking lot everyone because once again, they believe that war is something that always happens over there, and it'll never happen on American soil. So touch on the Iran thing really quick, and then what the ramifications of what they're stating would be if they actually did launch these quote-unquote attacks. Well, you know, um, this past this this actually week, um, Iran uh, stated that they could hit 35 U.S. bases if the U.S. was to launch an attack against them and the Iranians are actually planning a war game to test fire their sh um to test fire their land and ship missiles that will be capable of hitting US carriers. You know, something that people really have to understand is, you know, you went into Afghanistan, you went into Iraq, you know, these Afghanistan really didn't have a military when we went inside there. Um Iraq really most of their military was pretty much wiped out during the first Gulf War. You go into Iran, who actually have um, military batteries capable of hitting our ships, capable of shooting down our planes, as you saw, you know, the serious shot down that Turkish plane. They have the ability to muster uh, up, I believe it's like uh, 
20-something million soldiers, if you actually think about all the males inside Iran. So, you know, if you're really talking about going inside there, you're looking at, um, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's like trying to go inside maybe, what, North Korea. Yeah, and once again, it's just the, it's, it's the ignorance of the population that has been desensitized to war through all the propaganda placement, through all the media that we have, bombarding you with how great war is and, and how, you know, the good guys always win and all of these little mantras that we have. And then you even see it reflected in in the Navy's new slogan, a global force for good. You know, basically coming out to the population, uncloaking and saying, yeah, we're going to be all over the place. That's our job is to be everywhere. And as an empire, if we don't expand, it's over. And so, you know, when you when you look at Iran, this is just a really, you know, Iran's always been a, you know, a galvanizing country for whatever reason. And then, you know, when you had Ron Paul get on CNN a couple of weeks ago and he brought up, you know, the, the history of Iran the guy, the CNN, the CNN anchor actually freaks out and he starts trying to play some mind game and, and then no 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 let's not you know let's not talk about Iran the old Iran let's talk about the new Iran and you know it's just one of those countries that we're, we're better to you know obviously be aware of what's going on over there with their nuclear and and guys they're making nuclear weapons I mean let's not let's not kid ourselves with that just by the size of the you know all the research that's gone into the size of the actual power plant, quote-unquote power plants that they're building, they're trying to make nuclear weapons. And some people are okay with them having it. Once again, I don't really – I have no real opinion on that. If they get one, if they use it on somebody, yeah, then then you got to wipe them out. And Israel is very concerned about it, and rightfully so because – you know, they just have a long history of of hatred towards towards Israel. But once you, you cannot go into Iran thinking that it's just going to be one of these cakewalks. It's not going to be just a freaking turkey shoot. The only thing that I will really see is that if you really want to have to go go into Iran, I see about either one or two ways. A, you would have to pretty much hit them with an EMP, which will pretty much wipe out. Everything electronic that will be all of their military batteries and yada yada. Then you can send rafters in. You know, I mean, if they hit an EMP over the whole entire country, that means that their military jets, all that will be completely wiped out. And then, then you just can hit them from the air and then possibly send soldiers in, or you either launch tactical nukes <laughs> to take but out. Well, which which piggybacks right onto the article that you brought up to me before before we came on air. What what was this you were telling me about Russia moving their their planes in there with tactical nukes? What was that about? Oh yeah, um, Russia has actually been uh, caught two. They have been caught sending um, two strategic nuclear bombers on two separate times towards Alaska. And uh, General um, Makarov actually stated that the Russia was actually practicing war games for long-range, um, you know, attacks. Everybody already knows. A lot of times you really don't practice war games, especially inside a specific reason, unless you are really preparing to invade that country or to hit that country. That's why the U.S., the Israel, some other countries are actually practicing war games 
near, you know, the, um, the Strait of Hormuz. That's why Iran was practicing war games at the Strait of Hormuz. That's why they was practicing the area to be ready in just in case either side was to launch an attack. And so now you have here practicing, which could lead, you know, given, you know, eyesight to, okay, well, what are they trying to do? Yeah, and it, you make a great point. It's I'm not going to go out and practice golf if I'm going to play in the World Cup soccer final, you know, this weekend. It's just, it's, 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 again, you have to remove yourself from the propaganda that we get bombarded with day in and day out here in the United States. And, you know, we've, we are a machine that has been fed by war. And that is what, you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower told us that only an informed public can stop the military-industrial complex. And it's not like that the military-industrial complex is this evil guy that's sitting up and on the top of this tower with his, you know, with his grubby little hands on everything trying to figure out how he's going to take over the world. It's just too many special interest groups. There's too much money involved with us not being at war with somebody. And so once once you start to realize that, once you start to realize, well, why are we the why are we the police of the world? Why do we do the certain things that we do um, as a country from a foreign policy standpoint? And then really all it does is, once again, TJ, it's like you and I always say, just follow the money. I mean, yeah. it's really that simple. Who who benefits? Who profits from all this stuff? And it's not going to be you, TJ. It's not going to be me, the citizen. If anything, it completely degrades the United States as as a nation all across the world because everybody sees us as the strong arm of the law coming in with our uniforms and our machine guns ready to, you know, hey, if you don't like democracy, we're going to give it to you whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, we're going to give it to you with force, and then we're going to destabilize your country, and we're going to put the Muslim Brotherhood in, and then we're going to leave and just say, all right, we're done here. Democracy you know, is served. Isn't that so amazing because when Ron Paul was saying, hey – you just can't go out there and bomb countries. The people booed him at the um, well, when they was actually um, debating at the uh, at the Republican debate. They booed him, but then they cheered Mitt Romney, who was saying, "Let's make it into a parking lot." It's like <laughs> what? It's like it's, it's so amazing because they don't actually see. Because if Iran said, "Okay, let's come over here and make America a parking lot," they get mad. We say, yeah. "Let's go over there and make them a parking lot." Oh, let's do it. Let's kill them all. It's like. What? <laughs> it it it's in essence what you what you see in the United States is is a heavy dose and we talked about this on a couple of shows ago. It's just a heavy dose of mind control. And and I know for you, for those of you that are listening to our show for the first time, you're probably like what in the heck are these guys talking about? There are a lot of things that people don't realize that have happened in this country that are either mainline or off-mainline history that really do open your eyes to a lot of different things, and it opens your eyes to the policies that we have in place. And then once you have that piece of the pie, TJ, and see if you can follow my bouncing ball of logic here, once you open that little door, once you open the door to the history of the United States, the history, especially the recent history of the United States with Operation Paperclip and all of that, once you open that door... There's another bigger door behind that. And then you open up that door, which is the global government, the New World Order. And once again, the New World Order 
is a private corporate monopoly, if you will. They are collectivists in every sense of the word. George Soros, those guys, George Soros is like second level, but the big guys, the Rockefellers, those guys, they would like – and it's not world domination that they want. They just want enslavement, and they want a subservient population. And that is the big door that I see that a lot of people cannot go through because that completely shatters all this propaganda that they've had beat into their head. TJ, would you agree? Is that is that a pretty logical step to go that you know to go one through the door of the United States and and our Nazi ancestry, and then once you go through that, just take it and then pull it way back and say, well, what's the overall agenda here? Why is why is every country in the world going along with this Western culture of militarizing the police, putting all these cameras in everywhere, flying drones above us? Why is this all going through at the same rate? I mean, do you think that that's pretty fair? Yeah, I actually think it's pretty fair. I mean, you know, if you tell anybody to, if you really actually look at the real history of the United States, and I'm talking about even going back to the forefathers, you would then actually really see that, you know, even America from the beginning has always been a nation of lies, murder, and deception. I mean, it's, just, I mean, it's clear. I mean, I, history doesn't lie. And if you actually go, I mean, like I said, George Washington, these are the same people who was a part of the Masons. Yeah, and it's so funny when when I tell people that they're like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, and I say, you know what? Why don't you tell me what the first political party was in the United States to ever have a convention? And you know what it was? It was the anti-Masonic, anti-secret society convention. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? And you're sitting there telling me. When you look at the back of the freaking – when you look at the back of a Federal Reserve note with the all-seeing eye there and thousands of other symbolisms there, you're sitting there telling me that this is all conspiracy and it doesn't exist because it – it what it does is it takes your little world that you've lived in, this plastic fake culture that the United States has built around you that have beaten into your head. You know, Once again, the top – the news propaganda, all those – there's a reason they pump billion dollars into advertising, and it's to make you uneducated, mindless consumers, mindless workers. TJ, would you agree that that's step one of the New World Order is to basically convince everybody that they don't exist and then in the background coming out to the people that do understand and saying, hey, yeah, world government's here, and we're we're going to come take your guns, and we're going to fly drones over your country, and – you know, we're going to secretly arrest you and, and all this stuff. Would, uh, would you agree? Yeah, I would agree because, you know, think about this. If you was the devil, your number one priority, well, my number one pro priority would be to convince people that I'm not real. Because if you convince people that you're not real, you are then are able to free to do as you please. Now, the people who actually know you're real, well, you just can keep on, you know, spreading stuff out to them anyway. Because the people who know you're real, they're going to say, oh, well, the um, the devil is behind it. But the mm -hmm. people who have been convinced that the devil is not real is going to just laugh at you and be like, oh, no, he's not real. What are you talking about? 
So now you have this completely mind, you know, illusion to people that, you know, they have, I mean, just like you said, that the media has actually conditioned these people into believing what they want them to believe, that, hey, they're not real. So anytime you hear it, automatically say conspiracy theory lie. Yeah, it's 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 a default. And and anybody that listens to this broadcast will probably default out of that. And if you probably, if you listen to us for 15, 20 minutes, and then you hear New World Order, you're probably going to be like, oh, it's a bunch of quacks. And in reality, there is more overwhelming evidence that the New World Order exists and that these secret societies really do have a hand. Not saying that they you know, have this master control room where they press a button and we die. It's not like that. But they have a hand in steering this global agenda, and you see it all over, and it's, you know, it's, it's all around you. But once it's it's the hardest thing to get yourself to realize. Believe me, I love the plastic fake culture more than anyone. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this country go away. I don't want to see my way of life go away. I like my way of life. I'm sure TJ likes his way of life. But at some point, we got to stop being children and say there's really something that could go really, really haywire here. Much like what I brought up last week with the with the security issues at the Olympics. And then, TJ, we're going to jump back into the news because this will this will really kind of tie into everything. And then we can get back on the New World Order because I think we really do need to go there today. So when I talked last week about the security issues with the Olympics, remember the guy that I had on my show, not on my show, but the, the clips that I had from the gentleman named Rick Clay, basically – he tried to decode all the imagery imagery excuse me that you see in modern culture in in masonic orders and all of that stuff and he studied it and he did a very great job really depicting certain symbols that are actually out there for public consumption and TJ and I know people that study the new world order and the and the masons understand that there's more evidence in symbolism there's more that can be said in a symbol with these people, you know, much like what we were talking about before we came on air, TJ, with you know the um, the uh, the wolf pack kind of thing that you see all these presidents and leaders hold up, and it's not because they like rock and roll; they could care less about rock and roll. You know, it's it's a symbol, and they put it in your face because they know that you won't get it. They know that you won't get it, and so when I broke down last week that there are security issues. From the clips that I took from the guy that actually infiltrated the security team, talked about how they're going to shut the shut the scanners down and all that stuff, and then they were going to there's very lax security. These people aren't being trained properly, and then look what comes out. You know, a week or uh, July sixth, a couple of days later, and it says. The aliens are coming. This is off of Infowars.com. The aliens are coming. Psychological programmers versus the alternative media. So, you know, I thoroughly believe that if they don't stage a terror attack at the Olympics, that something big is going to happen in the United States before October. TJ, would you agree with that? Have you heard the rumblings? And it's whether it's the mainstream media, whether it's people you talk to, that the people that are awake are – and I hate to use that term awake. I want to use um, – um, I, I guess people that are engaged would probably be a better term. People that live in reality that are engaged in reality, they feel something's coming. And, and and it's kind of like what you and I talked about the other day, and I'm sorry I got on a little bit of a tangent. But 
it's kind of like what you and I talked about the other day when you talk about you know the spiritual aspect of things the vibrations the frequencies that all humans give off you know you could feed off one another much like if you walk into a room and all the lights are off and somebody's really pissed off in that room you as a human can feel it they don't even have to you know tell you they're mad you can just feel the energy that they're giving off and TJ would you agree that that when you're hearing these things about martial law in America when you're hearing that that the that the military and police are gearing up for something big and they got to be ready for October. And do you feel the energy that's that's around that? Does it make you nervous? What what are your thoughts? I mean, um, you know, there is something coming. I mean, anytime if you like, um, like as you stated before, America is a war machine. If you actually go back in history, you would see that almost, especially inside the 19th century. Almost every 10 years or even less than 10 years, America is always entering into another war. Um, like I say, you know, 2001, our war started. Um, 10 years later, 2012, you know, hey, ready to get it on with Iran. But um, I believe that I believe there there is something coming because, you know, September 11th, now, you know, because me and you, we've been talking about 9-11 all day long, even, you know. But one thing I want to I really tell people that is if you really understand how bringing down buildings via um, controlled demolition, you have to understand that before they do it, they actually have to cut mm-hmm. um, the steel and sound like a slant. So when it happens, the buildings will fall. Yep. And, of course, it was present after um, the Twin Towers had failed, which basically means that they basically had to, they had to do that to the World Trade Centers before they even built it. And and what's so funny, and what's so funny is if you look into it a little bit further, and we, like you said, we can talk about this all day, but for those of you that believe it, it's conspiracy, 9-11 conspiracy theorists or whatever, if you believe the official narrative, then I got a bridge I want to sell you. Because if there's some magical passport that can get blown out of the building and then fall into two piled up buildings and then be found in less than an hour with the so-called pilot of one of the planes, I want to, number one, I want to know what that material is made out of. And number two, you know, I, I don't understand why the planes aren't made of that material. But Anyway, like you said, TJ, and and the funny thing about that is, is you know, you're saying they got to get in there and to cut. Well, guess what they did? You know, a couple months before, they did a quote unquote, they did an elevator renovation. How exciting! So, mm-hmm. you know, let's transition off of that because we can talk about that all day. And getting back to what you can start to see, and one of the things that I did want to cover before we get into the martial law stuff, the gun control. Um, all of that, because TJ and I are going to go way down the rabbit hole today, and for those of you that don't understand where this is going, we're going to break it down for you, and God, let's hope it doesn't go there, because it's really, it's a really dark spot to go to, but it's what all authoritarian regimes do, and TJ and I harp on that all the time, study history, understand history, know history, and then history repeats itself, why? Because humans are predictive creatures, you probably drive the same way to work, even though there's probably two or three different ways that you can get to work. 
that'll allot you the same amount of time. You probably take the same path to work every day because you're a creature of habit. And they understand that and they know that because they've had these in, this information passed down to them for generations upon generations. And the secret to these secret societies is command and control. Once again, we always talk about command and control and who benefits. So transitioning off of that, before we get into the police state here in America, hey, TJ, listen to this. Romanian president suspended. What is he suspended for? The the Romanian president is suspended Friday after an impeachment motion was filed, ruling by the coalition passed by the parliament's government. What was the what was the big to do about the impeachment? Why is he going to get impeached? Well, Romanians' coalition of social democrats and liberals argued that their action by stating that the that the president had breached the constitution and was overstepping his authority. Mm. Does that sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. I wonder, wonder who. <laughs> See, how come Americans can't get like this? Oh, wait, because everybody's bought and paid for. Those guys in those fancy suits, they could care less about you. Now, what you're starting to see is you're starting to see a bunch of the the guys in fancy suits wake up to the New World Order, and they're starting to look around themselves and go, wait a minute. What good is this Lexus I have if I'm going to be in a in a in a country that's going to be in a martial law state in a couple of years? This isn't going to do me any good. I better start fighting back. I better start fighting the system. So, isn't that amazing, TJ, that we can have countries across the across the world on the other side of the hemisphere that have only been free for you know less than the United States? Their president violates the Constitution, starts power grabbing. They move for impeachment. Our president violates the Constitution, goes out and power grabs, and we applaud. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Like I said, I mean, anytime you start electing idiots into office, you know, like. I, I mean, if I had it my way, they would all be fired. I mean, they, <laughs> they won't be. If I had it my way, they wouldn't even be no more Democratic or Republican Party. They'd just be done. Completely. Well, the false, par- the false paradigm is there for a reason. It's kind of like why the mainstream media always makes it about the argument and not about the topic. Yeah. It's like it's like oh, drones are out there. Well, no, they're not. Well, they might be. And then and then they get in fighting about do they exist? And then meanwhile, they've got. Hundreds of articles saying that drones are all over the United States, flying around. You know, Alex Jones interviewed some the uh, the editor of World Net Daily that said that he lives in rural Virginia and he's got a drone flying outside of his door. And then TJ, you and I had an experience yeah. talking about the Infowars <laughs> reporter. Now let's talk about that really quick. We're not going to mention any names, but it was kind of creepy what you talked about. And then I'm going to give and then I'm going to give my take on it. And I think TJ, I think you were right in line with my thinking. So. Why don't you go over how you talk to this guy, what came about, and then let's break it down, and then and then let's see if, if our audience would agree with our assessment as to what happened to this guy. Well, if anybody had been paying attention to the reporter contest, the InfoWars re, um, reporter contest, they know that I had entered, and out of 600 people over our videos, I made it to the top 30. Now, out of that top 30, then came a top 20. Now, I didn't make it to the top 20, but however, one of the guys made it to the top 20. And before, and then, of course, he went to the top 10, and he announced the winner. But before Alex even had announced the winner, one of the guys actually sent me a message who made it to the top 20 on YouTube. So, you know, I went on there. Okay, I looked at it. 
and he posted his video, and like the guy was just completely. Oh, he was freaked out. You, out could, you could tell the guy was about was to about lose. Cry. Oh <laughs> man! I mean, if if wow. if you could have checked his if you could have checked his seat, I guarantee you it was wet because the guy was completely freaked out. So go ahead. So he was about to cry. You could tell this guy was completely freaked out. He had just shot this video. He was talking about how he got a phone call on his cell phone. And I believe he said that the name of the person was named what was the name of the person? It was like? Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. And um uh, he said that Columbia, uh, of course, was the name of America, um, way, way back back inside history, they used to call it Columbia. And so the voice told him to answer your house phone. The house phone started ringing, it was the same voice. He went on to say that the voice Told him to look outside his window. He looked outside his first window. There was and he shot drones. a video of this. Yeah, he shot a video. Take it down. There was three drones outside looking at him. And there was a black SUV outside. And the voice went on to tell him that he said, the voice told him that Alex Jones was CIA. That's what the voice told him. The voice told him that the, he told him that Alex Jones was CIA, that he was already hired, and it said that they was already watching him from the get go. And he said that even even before he had even entered the Infowars contest, he had wrote a book about the Illuminati. And yeah, that he then, released that in January of this yeah. year. And he and, said that the drones were following him then, right? Yeah. And then he's like, no, 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 no. The drones wasn't following him. Then he said weird stuff was happening. He didn't say what, but this was the first time he actually saw the drones. And so I contacted the guy. I was like, "Hey, me and Jake want to get you on the show. We want you to basically to talk about what did you write, what has been going on." And so like he said, "Okay, I'll let you know." Now something told me to download that video, but then something else told me not to. And then he said he was going to contact me because he he's supposed to have been on the show today. Yeah. And before then, his whole entire account was just gone. Yeah. And you know that was the uh, that was very weird. Yeah. And and it's funny, man. When you, it's like what you and I talked about before. You know, if you're gonna go up against the new world order, if you're gonna go up against the power structure. You know, like TJ and I do every Saturday. If you're going to go out and test the battlefield, if you don't think that some dirty tricks like that are going to happen, you're fooling yourself. I mean, it, that's like that's like smacking a hornet's nest with a stick and thinking you could just stand there and not get stung. It's just not going to happen. Now, TJ, what was your what was your takeaway from that? I know what mine is, and I've already shared my view with you. What do you think that that was? Do you think that that was? You think that was CIA? Do you think that they were telling the truth? What are your thoughts? You know, it, to me, I think it really comes down to two things. Either, well, I do believe that, of, of course, they was either, you know, some form of CIA or government, you know. I believe that either, A, they were telling the truth, or, or B, they were actually telling a lie. Mm-hmm. Now, like I say, you know, when you start seeing drones, you already know that, you done got into some deep stuff. But whatever it is, it's not really so much of what he said inside his videos. It's what he published inside the book. Right. And that is what we actually don't exactly know. All of, but he did say that the voice told him that Alex Jones was already hired by CIA. Now, that could be true. That could not be true. We really can't exactly pinpoint that. 
Now let's talk about, we'll take it a step further. All right, here's my takeaway from it. Now, and then I want to expand on this just a little bit and then we'll, then we'll move on. But um, my takeaway was if it's a black SUV and they got drones, it's probably the State Department. I mean, it just probably is, just by the way that everything kind of unfolded. It's probably the government doing some, you know, just just scare them a little bit. And hey, that would probably scare me too. You know, if if I looked at my, you know, my cell phone rings and they call my house phone, or if they would have called my wife's phone or something like that, and said, hey, pick up your wife's phone, you know, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. But once again, it's just, it's it's a trick to keep you in check. And the guy evidently hit right over the target because the only time anybody's ever going to bother with something like that is if you're getting out information that's going to be detrimental to somebody. So obviously, like you said, TJ, he said something in that book or he said something on those videos that the power structure did not like at all. And whether they removed his YouTube video or he did it himself, we'll never know that because neither one of us wrote down the dude's name. But if I saw his face, I'd be able to remember it. Yeah. So well, whatever whatever he did, he he came. He, I mean, he really went down the rabbit hole to the you know, to the land of Oz. Yeah. I mean, if you think that we go down the rabbit hole on this program, this guy probably went down about four more levels and then took a nap down there because it was absolutely amazing to listen. I mean, and to watch this grown man that was completely freaked out. And you could tell this was not something manufactured. You cannot manufacture your pupils being dilated, your eyes being wide open. I mean, I saw the video. It was crazy. So, you know, moving on from that, I did want to get into some audio that I kind of missed on a little bit earlier. But once again, getting back into the Olympics and the and the staged events and stuff like that that can happen, where it said the InfoWars article that said the aliens are coming – you know, this is actually something that's been in the government's back pocket for a long time. They have the ability, and I've got some audio clips here for you. They have the ability to, number one, obviously we've seen the 3D or what is it, the, the hologram rendering of Tupac that looked completely real, you know, unless you were standing right next to it. They have the ability to, to create these holograms and and one of the things that's actually up their sleeve is called Project Bluebeam. Now, Project Bluebeam is when you would – there's two different ways to do it. You could either project a a, um, a religious figure. So for Christianity, they could project Jesus Christ over like the Empire State Building or something like that. And using like the LRAD technology, which is basically being able to aim a frequency or aim sound at people, they can actually make it look like that Jesus would, was coming to coming to the earth and that he was, you know, God was talking to you. And so let me play this clip really quick and then we'll jump back into it. Doesn't look like I'm going to have time to play all of them, but I do want to get into the hologram clip. And, you know, like I said, this is up their sleeve, so we need to be watching for this. So if you guys see a bunch of aliens invading over um over the Olympic Games. I don't believe it. it. Yeah, it, yeah, once again, and if that really does come true, you and I will probably go the way of um of Will Cooper. According to Section 5.6 of a military research paper entitled An Operational Analysis for Air Force 2025, an application of value-focused thinking to future air and space capabilities, military brainstorming as of May 1996 was researching, constructing, yet again, another holographic projection system. 
This time they were looking to implement an airborne holographic projector that would display a three-dimensional visual image in a desired location removed from the display generator. The projector can be used for psychological operations and strategic perception management. It is also useful for optical deception. The picture you see here speaks for itself. This isn't depicted as a ground-based weapon, but rather one that would project a deceptive image hologram in the air. Could the chemtrails play a role in this? I'm no scientist, so I can't tell you absolutely yes or even maybe. But the chemical connection, barium, along with the military's own documents, lead me to think in that direction. But if they've got some kind of crazy projection system, that in and of itself isn't going to convince anyone of anything. Unless, of course, God is a mute and he's going to come in complete silence. Let's face it, even the most action-packed movies are boring without some kind of a stunning soundtrack. Well, just in time for it to be exploited in the very same way, the technology now exists to beam sound right into your head. Strategy.com reports in an article entitled Death Ray Replaced by the Voice of God that the U.S. Navy is using non-lethal systems called LRAD, or Long Range Acoustic Device. This is being used right now in the Persian Gulf. So there you go. You know, they've got these they've got these toys that they can just break out at any time. And one of the things that that I got into last week about the Illuminati and about the the New World Order is in order to bring about global governance, they have to unite the population. And the biggest thing that could unite a population is something like an alien invasion. Because if you think about it, governments and, and any kind of, let's say, group will always utilize fear as a motivator. And once again, there's two real, there's two real forces in the world. There's fear and there's love, and then everything else is a variation thereof. So they use fear in order to get you to, number one, give your rights up. And once again, Al-Qaeda, and we always go back to that. You know, give your rights up. Number two, it gets you to to perceive an enemy, and once once an entire group has a perceived enemy, they will actually unite. So if you had, let's say that you did have an alien invasion or something like that in at the Olympic Games, and I know this sounds really far fetched, guys, but but didn't a bunch of guys with you know turbans on their heads flying planes in the building seem far fetched? Even though our government <laughs> talked about it days before, so. You know, if they did that, then that would unite the population, and then the UN would probably step in and say, "Okay, well now we're, you know, we're going to take over, and we're going to get everybody under the same umbrella, and we got to all fortify together, and and blah blah blah." So, TJ, what were, what was your takeaway from that? What do you what do you think? Do you think that that's something that they could actually roll out at the Olympics or even a little bit later in order to get the populations of all these nations to kind of get on the same page and 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 follow orders? Um, I believe that they probably are actually have already used it now. I mean, there's no telling who they have used it on and told them to. I mean, they could have been giving somebody something from God that they could be preparing now. Yeah, and they're just, you know, just waiting for them, you know, for divorce to come back and say, okay, now execute it. Right. You know? So... 
You know, I, I'm sorry I missed that clip, and we've kind of been skipping around today, but now let's get, for the last 10 minutes, TJ, let's get focused on, on the police state here in America, the drones that are in our skies, what that means to our civil liberties, and then let's go down the path that should not be gone down. Let's go down the martial law path. And first, I want to get into how does martial law come into an existence? Okay, so currently, we're in somewhat of a quasi-state of martial law. Would you agree with that, TJ, that we're kind of in a quasi-martial law scenario here? Yep. Okay, so when we say quasi-martial law, you know, once once you look at it from from a top-level perspective, martial law basically means that that you are – a slave to the state, that you are at the will of the state. Anything that the state says or does, you have to obey, otherwise face persecution, imprisonment, death, those types of things. So when we look at where the nation has come from 2001 to the present, we started the TSA you know, in 2001 or 2002, whenever they came into existence. They started out, they were at the airports with the metal detectors. Then we got the slow creep of the body scanners. Then we got, you know, the the uh, the underwear bomber, which the which the government admittedly got onto the airplanes, you know, and then, you know, the guy tries to light a firecracker in his pants, and so now, now the TSA has got to go in the pants. And once again, this is all slave training. What's the first thing you do if you ever go into a jail cell or anything like that? If you went to visit somebody, the first thing you're going to do is go walk through a metal detector, and then you're going to get a pat down, right? TJ, mm-hmm. was that okay? So. So if you look at that from the prison system, transfer that into the United States airports, I mean, it really is prisoner training. And the reason that it's prisoner training is that you have perceived authority. This is psychological, guys, so stay with me. You have perceived authority, once again, perceived because they're not sworn bonded officers. They're just goons, if you will, with plastic badges. You have the perceived authority of the TSA. You have... The the going through the checkpoints, you have the going through the pat-downs, you have all of that stuff. So now let's take it a step further, and since we have to scan your bags, you got to take your shoes off, we got to pat you down, now we have to check the drinks, and not the drinks that you're bringing into the airport, TJ. These are the drinks that you purchase at the airport. So now the TSA is announcing that they're going to come around by because they want to be become quote unquote unpredictable. They're going to come around while you're just sitting there drinking your bottled water that you bought at, you know, the newspaper stand in there. They're going to come and ask to swab your bottle of water. Don't you think that that sounds like freedom? That's that's like like freedom to you, TJ. North Korea, you know. Oh my God. North Korea, China, even Hitler didn't even do stuff like that. Like, what? Come on, man. Yeah. So, (laughs) and and it's and Alex talks about this, and he he'll touch on it and then move on. If you guys ever listen to Alex Jones, but I, I mean, this is psychology one hundred and one, guys. This is just pure psychology one hundred and one. It's it's like they're treating us like children. I mean, think of it how you would treat a child. You want to you want to make sure that your your kid doesn't spill, you know, his drink on the couch. What do you do? You go over and check his sippy cup to make sure the lid's on correct. You know, it's it's all of these little things, these little manipulative things that you see this big overreach. And this stuff has been coming out, and it's getting faster and faster and faster. So that came out on July sixth. 
And then later on that afternoon, the TSA is now announcing that they are going to yell freeze at certain travelers. So if you're walking through, once again, not sworn bonded officers, they're going to give you a military command or a police command of freeze. And and that's, hey, if you don't stop, I'm going to use lethal force to stop you or non-lethal force, but something's going to happen. And so it's this slow creep. And then the TSA, you're going to see them, TJ, they're going to expand out. And they've already been told that, hey, you guys are going to be working with the military on the streets running checkpoints. Doesn't that sound like freedom, TJ? Oh, yes, pure freedom. Absolutely. So, TJ, what are your talk? What are your thoughts on on the TSA overreach? And then we'll, we'll get into we'll get into the drones, and then we'll get into the quote unquote reeducation camps. That I've got two or three articles here talking about. This is where the United States uh, population needs to go uh, for civil unrest because you know that's that's a quote unquote safe place for you to be. I think that. If anybody, you know, I, to me, I personally think that all of those, all of those people, you know, they just need to be slapped. I just, just seriously, just slapped, right? And anybody who actually let them try to test their drink, I'd be like, really? Like, come on, you know? That's like me. That's like a cop coming up to you on the street. Um, I need to test that soda you're drinking. But they can't do that. They can't do that by law. They cannot do that. Unless you are exhibiting some kind of criminal behavior or they have probable cause to do so. But here, once again, you put a blue shirt with a you know metal badge on, you can go around, hey, sir, I'm going to need you to pull your pants down. What? Yeah, I'm going to need you to pull your pants down because i got to make sure you don't have a bump. But I already went through the scanners. Don't talk back to me. Look at the blue uniform and, and, and pull your pants down. That's where it's going. I mean, can you mm-hmm. see that, that that could be where where we end up with all this? I mean, it, 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 eventually it's going to be no matter where you go, there's going to be like checkpoints every so many like hundreds of feet. You won't be able to even to go anywhere unless you have your ID card. Everything is going to be locked down until this completely grid where everybody is tracked. You can't do nothing. They monitor what you eat, what you drink, when you sleep. They monitor everything. And then, like you said, it, it's pretty. It pretty much was just like being inside jail. You know? Yeah. And and they're going to turn the they're going to turn the United States into this huge prison because once again, if you have social unrest, if you have uh, economic collapse. If you have some kind of declaration of war, any of those things, they're they're, and believe me, people, I don't want to see it, but sometimes I feel like that our government is just waiting for an opportunity to go hot with this. They're just waiting for the opportunity. For those of you that are plugged in, you heard about the drills that were going on up in St. Louis, where they talked about, well, we can't teach, we can't teach the. Um, the uh, what what do you call them the um, the reserves to drive these you know these tanks on the air force base which the air force base has got plenty of room for it or you know any kind of army base we can't teach them to do that there we gotta we gotta put them out on the streets and and let them drive around out there and once again it's all psychological conditioning and I heard an article the other day and TJ I'm gonna let you pick this up because I'm gonna search for it on Google really quick I heard that over in Colorado that 
police are making routine stops in full riot gear. Now, what would that tell you, TJ, from a psychological standpoint? What does that tell you that every time I see a cop, he's going to be in a black uniform and riot gear? What does that tell you? I mean, to me, uh, you know, once you have that image implanted into people's minds, like, okay, automatically you already know that you know what to do. You're not going to cross this line, you Mm -hmm. know. And it's even, I mean, because even inside movies, you know, because, like, uh, you saw the, um, what's the name of that movie you saw? The, um, with the girl, uh, the something games. The oh, Hunger, Hunger games. games. Yeah. yeah. You know, to me, I think that's, like, the most prime example of Agenda 21. That So the more you see it, when it actually happens, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not freaked out. I've seen this before. I understand. I know it. It's cool. I'm good. Right. It's it's conditioning. It's psychological conditioning. When you see, you know, when you see troops on the street and you think that that's okay, even though it violates constitution, policy, comitatus, all that stuff. When you when you start to see troops on the street, when you see troops making arrests, then it's just hey, then it's then it's free for all. Then it's black uniforms on the street. And then it's Hitler. We're gonna hey, you know. The president already said he can assassinate whoever he wants, whether it's a domestic person or not. And so think about that in the bigger picture, guys. Think about that. If you if if they if they roll something out and let's say that you don't like it and you go out and resist, then they just say, Okay, well, we're gonna take you to a re education camp. And I do want to talk about that really quick before we go today. Re-education camps were not just for the Nazis, guys. We had them here in America, once again with Japanese. And as I talked to my father, he thought, you know, because the propaganda back then was completely different. Everybody read the newspaper, so it was very easy to control the propaganda because you didn't have independent people like myself and TJ talking about, hey, let's watch out, watch out, watch, watch out, let's watch out, let's watch out. Is this really right? And so he believed that, you know, everybody at the time believed that that was a great idea. Hey, I don't want to get bombed by anybody, or I, these guys might be in, you know, might be working for the enemy or whatever, so let's put them in camps. So now the U.S. government has got these things laid out just for us. And if you guys don't believe me, go to go to Google and look up FEMA regions, and it'll show you all the different FEMA regions, and it'll probably even show you some of the camps that they've got set up that are basically just abandoned military bases. But in this Army manual that was a 2006 manual that was released, and leaked, and I've got I've got the PDF of it, and I'll uplink it on um, my site, wearenotcattle.net. But it basically says the manual also describes how prisoners are will be processed through temporary internment camps under the guidance of Army FM 319.40 internment and resettlement operations. This outlines the how internees would be quote unquote. This is in quotes reeducated into developing another quote. Appreciation of U.S. policies. So, TJ, we got to appreciate being the policeman of the world and bombing everybody. I mean, of course. I mean, you know, like I said before, you know, we are the engine. And in order for the global elite to actually, you know, to get across their agenda, well, we have to actually police the world. Yeah. only one way to do it. Yep, and then what you'll see is uh, you'll see people that will come out and start worshipping the state, much like what happened in Nazi Germany and in Soviet Russia. And um, and you'll, you'll just see a whole bunch of worship for these guys that are basically just going to violate your rights. They're going to put you into camps to get, quote-unquote, re-educated 
Guys, this is not, you know, this is not far off. I'm saying that, not saying that this is going to happen, but it's in the cards somewhere. And you guys got to be aware of that. You got to think about this stuff before the next time you sit down and try to watch the NBA draft or something like that. Think about what's really important. And that's all we try to get you to do here. So that's it for today's show. Appreciate your time. TJ, thanks again for joining us today. Love your insight. And once again, everybody, get a friend, get informed. And get involved, and we'll see you next Saturday, 10 a.m., same time, same channel. We're going to have some great information for you. So thanks for listening, and God bless.